This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. I'm Martin Strong. Welcome to Vancouver Consumer. In a moment, we'll talk real estate in the Lower Mainland. Inflation, rising interest rates. How is that affecting the market? We'll be checking in with John Carlson of 2% Realty. You know him as Johnny Smartpoint. Get some insight from him. That's coming up. But first, some of the consumer news headlines from the past week. As expected, the cost of borrowing money has gone up again this week. On Wednesday, the Bank of Canada raised its key interest rate by half a percentage point to 3.75%. Combined with the previous rate hikes, it has become one of the most rapid periods of government tightening of monetary policy in history. It is the sixth consecutive time this year that Canada's central bank raised rates. However, this latest rate hike was actually smaller than expected as some economists had forecast a three-quarter percent rise instead of just the half percent we got. The Bank of Canada also warned there will be more rate hikes if they want to cool inflation. In September, the annual inflation rate in Canada did go down, but just really slightly to 6.9%. But the cost of groceries continued to climb. Grocery prices rose at the fastest rate since August of 81, with prices up 11.4% compared with a year ago. And with the price of food up so dramatically in the stores, Canada's competition watchdog is launching a study into the grocery industry. The Competition Bureau is concerned that there are just three huge corporations which control the majority of the supermarket chains in Canada, and whether that high concentrated sector is contributing to rising food costs. The Competition Bureau says it will explore how the government could act to combat high prices in the grocery aisles. And a lot of critics are wondering why, at a time of record inflation and higher costs for food, the grocery stores are still making record profits. And if somebody comes up to you and tells you they're a wealthy tourist who can't access their bank and they try to borrow money and offer you expensive jewelry as collateral, don't believe them. That from the RCMP in North Van, they say it's a big scam that's becoming more and more common. The gold and diamonds that they use as collateral look real, but I think you see where I'm going with this. And it seems kind of obvious, but some people have fallen for it. They're fake jewels. And sometimes the scammers have kids with them. So they look all the more like regular people who need you to do them a favor. And it's just another example of how people still want to buy and own music. Along with a lot of streaming, Taylor Swift's new album, Midnight's, is selling so fast, it's hitting numbers not seen in years. Swift's new album is the first to sell more than a million copies in a week since her own 2017 release of Reputation. Midnight's has sold 1.2 million copies in just its first three days. Some of that is downloaded MP3 sales, but it also included plenty of CDs and vinyl records. In fact, Midnight's has sold the most vinyl copies ever in a week in the post-streaming era. Over 400,000 discs, more than double that of Harry Styles, who was the previous champ with his album Harry's House. 
This is Vancouver Consumer on CKNW. Coming up, we're going to talk real estate with John Carlson of 2% Realty. You know him as Johnny Smart Point. You can find him online at johnnysmartpoint.com. And that's all when Vancouver Consumer continues on CKNW right after this. This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Welcome back. I'm Martin Strong. It is Vancouver Consumer and with us now is our friend John Carlson from 2% Realty, but you know him as Johnny Smartpoint. JohnnySmartPoint.com is the website, and uh, John is with us now. Hi, John. How are you? I'm doing great, Martin. It's, as always, great to be here with you uh, talking about real estate in the local community. So, hey, thanks again. Yeah, it's funny how uh, it, it's almost like summer ended really late. And then uh, the fall and winter has arrived, and uh, hopefully that uh, isn't stopping people. But uh, we were talking before, uh, you know, this is Vancouver, and uh, you just have to get used to it. This is what it's like. Yeah, I think it might rain a bit from here on for the rest of the year. I guess we'll see. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so, uh, I mean... uh, we're going to, we're going to meet somebody in just a second who you worked with and, uh, well, let's, let's get right to it. Actually. Uh, John is a client of yours and, uh, and he is on the line now and, uh, he just sold a house and, uh, let, let's meet him. Hi, John. Hi, Martin. How are you? Great. Great. Congratulations. You uh, sold a home in Coquitlam with the help of John Carlson, Johnny Smartpoint, And, uh, it was kind of a classic thing. Uh, for a good realtor, because uh, he had worked with a friend of yours, right? And she recommended him. Correct. Yeah. So, yeah. so I, I guess what did what did she have to say about John? Well, she uh, she was very happy. Uh, uh, I was actually uh, involved as a, as a witness because uh, um, she was uh, on her own. And uh, that's where I really got to know John and and the way he uh, presented himself to my friend. And uh, yeah, I I was very impressed with John. Yeah, and uh, that house sold pretty quick. The house of your friend, and uh, your house went uh, pretty quick as well. It did. It went on the uh, first open house. Uh, there was a listing uh, late that afternoon, and. Uh, uh, yeah, it went on from there, and uh, it it actually closed, I believe, the next day. Wow! So that was pretty quick. Were you in that house for a long time? Yes, I built this house about uh, thirty-two years ago. Holy cow! So you built the house. So I guess when you build a house, uh, there must be a lot of emotion when you sell it. It must have been tough to to let that go. Yeah. It, uh... I have to say it. Uh, I've lost some sleep over it, but uh, <laughs> sooner or later you have to downsize, and uh, it was it was time with uh, without getting into any into windows. Uh, it uh, it's done, and uh, I I'll, I'll probably have to get John uh, involved again in finding me another home very very shortly. Right, right. Yeah. And when, when you're selling a house that, that you built yourself and, you know, we're talking about the kind of emotions that are involved and how hard it is. Um, how did John make that better for you? Well, uh, 
he kept on telling me that uh, you know everything's going to be fine and all, but I, I guess close in 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 behind, uh, I was always thinking uh, that I would I would keep this house for many more years, but uh, it just wasn't to be. Uh, his attitude uh, and, and his confidence uh, gave me some encouragement to say that. Uh, uh, I wasn't doing the wrong thing. Uh, I was doing the right thing. And, uh, you know, sooner or later, one has to downsize, and uh, I'm getting old. And uh, and uh, I, I just I just felt with John's confidence uh, in conversation a number of times, uh, uh, he gave me confidence. Right. And I've talked to a number of John's clients, and the one thing that I hear from pretty much all of them is that they didn't feel rushed. They didn't get the hard sell like he was just trying to get in there and get out, get his commission and take off. Um, would you say that uh, you didn't feel rushed with John Carlson? Absolutely not. I I wasn't in a hurry to start with. Matter of fact, I thought... I thought the the way uh, the market's been going on home sales, I thought it might take two or three months. Uh, but uh, and and knowing that the uh, the rates of uh, mortgage uh, interest is is going to go up, uh, that that kind of kind of put me in that position where hey, it, it could take two or three months. Right, and, uh, and yet, okay. very I was very very surprised that uh, after the first open house that. Uh, the phone rang and <laughs> and there it was. Yeah. And you weren't eager, you know, you, you wanted to negotiate a good price. You weren't eager to sell at any cost. You weren't uh, about to sell low, were you? No, absolutely not. Uh, matter of fact, uh, the first bid, uh, uh, I rejected. My wife accepted it. And I said, no, let's let's just go on. And uh, then uh, it, it, it came back, and uh, with uh, with uh, more uh, monies, if you will, and uh, uh, we accepted that. And uh, so within 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 thirty hours, it was all done. Wow! So congratulations on that. And so, what do you say to other people who uh, who are thinking of downsizing? Uh, because that's a it's a, a challenge that's faced by a lot of people these days, yeah. and it's it's not an easy decision to make. I I, I could imagine that. Um, and what do you say to people who are thinking of downsizing? Well, I would say that uh, to me, uh, uh, John Carlson is the uh, the one I would uh, recommend. Uh, he's very thorough, very knowledgeable, makes you feel comfortable, not pushy. He's uh, very cheerful. Um, I met his wife as well. Uh, she takes all the pictures of the house and uh, inside and outside, and uh, they're they're a very good family. Uh, I I would suggest very strongly that uh, uh, that John, his wife, and his team. Uh, I would certainly recommend them anytime to anybody, and most importantly, uh, you're going to save money with John. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true too, because uh, he is a two percent realtor. So you felt like you saved some serious dough. Serious dough, yeah, enough for a good holiday. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you deserve a holiday at this point. Uh, congratulations, John. Thank you very much. 
Yeah, you just sold a house that that you built, which I mean, it's it's a it's an interesting situation. You built the house, and now you're downsizing. Downsizing, and and in my situation, I I'm thinking, you know, I'll downsize at one point. And I didn't even build the house. And the idea of leaving the house is really scary. Yeah. So yeah. I wish you the best of luck and uh, congratulations. Thank you so much. Another satisfied customer from Johnny Smartpoint, johnnysmartpoint.com. John Carlson is uh, is our guest this afternoon. And that was uh, one of your clients. John, I guess that, uh, uh, I mean, that, that must have felt like a, a big responsibility, you know, selling a house that someone's been in a long time and they built the house too. Yes. And it's, you know, to hear John, thank you, John, for, um, you know, coming on the show and, and giving that recommendation. I, of course I appreciate it. And, you know, Martin, it's, it's true. when you know, I, I met John uh, in the past a couple of years ago, I guess now working with, with Shirley and, um, you know, it was nice to get that call. I do a lot of business where people say, Hey, you sold for a friend or my uncle or my brother. And, uh, I get a lot of repeat business that way. And, um, and so I want to say thank you, John, for that. But, you know, without saying too much, John mentioned that I didn't rush him, um, but that he had a need to sell. And, you know, time not necessarily on his side when it when it came to that. So uh, we, we we had a pretty quick sale and, you know, we, we, you can never guarantee that. But I think one of the things that that people need to the listeners might want to consider is, you know, that right now there's a lot of doom and gloom in the market. Uh, you and I have discussed some of the fundamentals of the market and the changes that have happened in previous weeks that, that I've been on this program. Um, but, you know, the good news is there is still a market out there. Not everyone is participating in it, though, Martin. I mean, as everybody knows, there's listings on people's streets and neighbors or on MLS that you'll see that have been there two, three, four months and, and they're just not moving. And so I think that sellers need to understand um, that, uh, if you want to understand the market and understand your particular set of motivations, um, you, you really need to know those two things and put them together to come up with a plan. And with with John's plan, I mean, he had a nice house in a nice area. He did a great job building it, very well-maintained home. It was just one of those houses that had all the good feels that, that people want. And we made a decision to price it slightly more attractively than some of the other listings that are out there. And last time I checked, a lot of the listings in that price range in his area are, are still there. I mean, they haven't sold. So having a sale and, you know, pricing it on the attractive side, understanding that there are not nearly as many buyers right now as there are sellers who want to sell is key. And then the other part of that, and I think John touched on it, is, is the fact that if you do price on the attractive range to get attention, you want to hold to that price. And sometimes you have to say no and you have to be firm and counter. And, and in this particular case, we priced it properly and we held to that price. So uh, when you look at Coquitlam or any of these areas, Maple Ridge, Burnaby, Surrey, Langley, New Westminster, there's all kinds of areas where you look at the detached housing prices and statistically they're dropping one, two, three, four percent a month in terms of prices. So if a seller's out there and they know that they want to sell in the near future and, and waiting is maybe not an option, then it's really important to get good advice from the get-go in terms of pricing and then have a negotiate on your side. I think who can who can help out. So with John, he's a pleasure to work with. I can tell you he's he's a great guy. Um, I, I get to know a lot of my clients through working with them and I get to, you know, it's, it's you partner with them and you become part of their lives. And it's very important that 
that you know that that you deliver what you say you're going to deliver. And so John gave me a chance based on what he saw previously with his friend and um, asked me to work for him. And I took that as an honor and a challenge. And I'm glad that we got a good result for him that he's happy. So again, thank you, John, for uh, coming on the program and letting the other listeners know. Uh, you know, I'm going to talk to you again a little after the show. And congratulations on selling that house, John, uh, with the help of John Carlson, johnnysmartpoint.com, 604-612-0080 is the phone number, and online, johnnysmartpoint.com. You can also email John at john at johnnysmartpoint.com. And that's how you navigate a somewhat challenging market. And, uh, and I, I guess, uh, you know, he, he's kind of an inspiration for probably a lot of people who are getting to the point where maybe they're getting older and they think it's time to downsize and, uh, they're not sure. And now the, you're hearing all this doom and gloom about the market and, um, you know, perhaps it is a good time to jump in as long as you know what you're doing. And that's why, uh, you need a realtor on your side, like, uh, John Carlson, uh, johnnysmartpoint.com. And uh, it's always great, John, to hear your clients because they they are always happy, but they always kind of say the same thing. They they like the communication that you you deal that you give them, and they like the fact that they're not rushed. And uh, I just think it's great, and it's it's great to hear somebody you know who successfully has downsized, and the fact that he built the house himself which uh, kind of amazes me because it, I feel like if I built a house, I would never leave. They would have to carry me out. <laughs> so yeah, congrats, yeah. congratulations. I got that feeling too. And it's nice the yeah. fact that he mentioned that, you know, he talked to other agents and he had a lot of different choices and I saved him some money too. And you know what I always love hearing Martin is when they talked about the experience and everything else. And then kind of as a side, oh yeah. And by the way, compared to the other guys I talked to, I saved a significant amount of money. I think that he mentioned he could even go on a holiday. So that's yeah. one of the things that keeps me in business and going is that people feel they get good value. And I feel good about, about that too. So again, thank you. That's John. great. And when we come back, we're going to talk more with John Carlson about the market. We'll find out what's going on with the market and we'll find out uh, just how much money you can save. Uh, and it could be a lot. And we'll have more with John Carlson, Johnny Smartpoint, johnnysmartpoint.com when Vancouver Consumer continues right after this. This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Welcome back. It's Vancouver Consumer on CKNW. I'm Martin Strong, and it's our friend John Carlson with us this afternoon. Johnny Smartpoint. Uh, realtor extraordinaire, johnnysmartpoint.com is the website, 604-612-0080, or you can email John at john at johnnysmartpoint.com. We just heard from one of John's happy clients, John, who sold a house in Coquitlam, went pretty fast, and uh, and it was kind of an example of uh, how, to, how to work a market that's a little bit challenging. You priced it attractively. And, uh, and then it, it created some interest and the bids came in and you ended up getting a bid that uh, you were very happy with. Yeah. Yeah. It was nice to hear John uh, chime in on that. And again, to underline, I think that the message um, out there is that there is a market for homes that are priced properly, marketed properly, 
um, you just need to know how to navigate this new market because it's not what it was in the past. And uh, again, I, I like hearing from John mentioning that he wasn't rushed and that sort of thing. So um, listeners out there who might be considering selling, it's I just want to put this little bug in your ear that um, it's probably very much to your benefit to get as thorough an understanding of what's happening in the segment that you're operating in or will be operating in. Uh, right now and what the trend has been in the last three months. These are the things you want to look at. Of course, we can look way back to February and March. And sometimes people say, John, what's the best thing that I can do right now to sell? And I jokingly say, get in a time machine and go back to February. But <laughs> barring that, um, knowing, like, like any situation in life, Martin, obviously, you know, know what you're up against and know what your goals are. And that way you can chart the best path to getting there. Um, and, and you have to very much be aware in this market um, depending on your situation, that time you know may not be on your side, and the trend right now is a market that's losing uh, losing price. Let's just say compared to the all time high, and if you look at uh, you know the cost to a buyer who's getting a, f- a mortgage of maybe eighty percent of the value of the purchase, they're paying more today than they were in February and March at the higher prices. So remember that as a seller, and weigh your motivation in terms of you know why you're selling and what your needs might be in the near future against. Uh, what things might look like if you waited three to six months. And uh, and these are decisions that only potential sellers can make about their own property and their own money. But um, the good news, again, is there is a market there. There are still buyers. We're in Greater Vancouver in the Fraser Valley where people are moving and shaking. And, you know, it's it's not the all-time high. But if you want to take advantage of what market is there right now, you want to be very smart about it. Yeah. And as John said, uh, and as all your clients say, uh, they didn't feel pressured uh, you know, to sell their house. And you talk to clients all the time who want to sell in the future or they're just thinking about selling and, you, and you're not the hard sell type. But this is one of those rare occasions. I think it's safe to say that there is a good chance. I mean, everyone, everyone's uh, situation is different, but there's a good chance that it might be the time to jump in now. And uh, like you say, time is not on your side. So, so it's probably worth thinking about it. If you are thinking of downsizing uh, better now than, than later, perhaps for the most part, would you say that's true? It, it, it definitely can be, Um, you know, again, you want to look at what your expectations are of what the market's going to do in your timeline. Maybe your timeline side five years, in which case you say, Hey, let's stay where we're at. I'm, you know, if you enjoy your place, I, I have seen people make mistakes where they they move too quickly and then say, oh, gee, I wish I would have stayed. And nobody wants that. And, you know, I'm certainly not advocating for people just to willy nilly put their house on the market and sell it. But, you know, life challenges happen. There are all kinds of things and uh, people need to upsize or downsize. There's divorces, there are estate sales, all these these reasons that people sell. And if you take a good, hard, honest look at what the market's doing right now and what it's probably going to continue to do for the foreseeable future, it might make sense for somebody to kind of step up and uh, and be an attractive listing on the market today, as opposed, you know, to waiting to to see what might happen. And and it's funny because you say, you know, John, you don't rush people, you don't pressure people, and that's all true. But in the in the background, I'm definitely letting people know if their motivation seems to fit, you know, fit the the, the pattern that we've seen lately that that people may need to sell. That that it's not me rushing them, but the market is something you want to pay attention to, to make your own good decisions. And one thing I'm always very conscious about is when I'm sitting down talking to people, they might've met me once, twice, three times. We may have had a few hours together, 
but I'm a salesperson and, and you know, I, nobody wants a salesperson to get on their case and say, hey, you got to do this right now and this and that and using any kind of, I don't know, pressure or fear tactics. Nobody wants that. And I'm very careful to never, ever go there. I'm respectful that I understand when I meet with people, they're giving me an insight into their situation. They want some good, honest advice and it's their money and it's their living arrangement and all that stuff. I'm just there to see if if I fit into their solution. So um, it's not me pressuring people. That's for sure. The market may be pressuring some sellers. And if that's the case and you're looking at, you know, selling now, just be very smart about uh, how you handle it because interest rates are due again to go up soon. The banks are walking a very tight line in terms of trying to, you know, curb this inflation that we're finding, but also trying to prevent, you know, defaults in the housing market that could create bigger problems. So know your environment, know what's going on. And um, there is a good market out there for you if you do. So if that is you and you've got a property to sell, call John uh, at go to johnnysmartpoint.com, the website, and you can see everything about John's uh, business model. You can see uh, his listings. You can also see uh, what kind of money he could save you because he is a 2% realtor. And uh, that means uh, actual money in your pocket. As John, the, the client who just sold his house in Coquitlam said, uh, it's enough money for a vacation. And, and I think that's, uh, that's worth some. You can also give John a call at 604-612-0080 or an email at john at johnnysmartpoint.com is always welcome. johnnysmartpoint.com is the website for John Carlson. And if you go to his website, you can see all the listings. You have an interesting one in New Westminster that uh, seems uh, like it might be of interest to uh, a certain type of person. You know, thanks for bringing that one up, actually, because um, it kind of fits into our conversation. Um, I want to congratulate uh, Dan and Shelley and Jerry, uh, a condo I have uh, on uh, 60 uh, Richmond Street in, in, in New Westminster. Uh, it's listed at 595. And uh, that one, we just had an offer accepted just last night. And it's another situation where, you know, um, it, there was an estate involved and, you know, the, the timing dictated that this property needed to be sold. And so we met on a few occasions and I know they interviewed some other agents and got other opinions of value and all that sort of stuff. But in the end, we sat down and met just very recently and we said, OK, look, what's the best strategy here? Uh, we knew there was another unit in their in their complex that had been on the market for more than 80 days going on three months and it wasn't necessarily getting anywhere and we thought we had a few advantages over that so we basically decided to compete directly with that unit even though we were slightly superior in terms of condition and sure enough you know we had some interest and we had to fight for it a little bit but in the end we got an offer you know the the, the price properly and hold was something that that worked pretty well on this one. So again, it's not sold yet. We still have a financing condition on that one. But there's an example of a listing hitting the market and, uh, you know, at the limited sort of buyers out there that, that, that were that were looking at it, you know, some buyers saw value. We had some showings right away. We had an offer fairly quickly. And uh, that's really the pattern I think that a, a wise seller will take in this kind of market. So again, we're still showing this one. There's still a financing condition on it. But this is a fantastic Two bedroom, two bath, fully renovated, uh, just under six hundred thousand dollars in New West, and it's age restricted. So there's no kids there. You got to be nineteen over nineteen years or older to be there. Um, but it, you know what a great spot, and the market received that one fairly well. And you know what, we're still showing because right now banks are not the easiest people to deal with, and financing may or may not be approved for this buyer who I don't know. We're dealing with another agent, of course, so we're still doing that one. And if you have any interest in that listing, feel free to give me a call. 
another example of how to navigate a challenging market. And I guess you've seen them all. You've been doing this for more than, you know, 20 something years. You've sold more than a thousand properties in the lower mainland. You've seen a lot of ups and downs. And I guess uh, it's a completely different strategy in a market like it is now than it was, say, a year ago, than it was five years ago. You have to kind of know how to how to play these different markets. That's exactly right. And, um, you know, you mentioned different strategy, and that's absolutely the case. But as you were saying that, I thought to myself, but it's it, it just comes so naturally to me, because it's still at, at my core, at least when I'm thinking uh, and meeting with people, it, it's the same philosophy. And that is, like, like when I met with uh, Dan and Shelly and Jerry here, you know, I, I said to them, and my thought was, if this were my condo, if this were my property, and this were my money, and it were my family involved, how would I handle it? Like, what would I personally do? And so that's the advice I give to people. Um, and I have to understand their situation well enough to give good advice. But, um, you know, I try to put myself in the shoes of my clients and understanding this is a very, very important transaction that's going to, you know, affect a number of people and retirement plans and all that sort of stuff. So it's not all good news. It's not all cherries and whipped cream right now in the market, but uh, there is a market there for listings that are that are priced pretty reasonably. And if you're not a person who relishes the idea of rolling the dice to see if the market's going to go up or down in the next few months, uh, it's it's wise to be spot on from day one. And again, you know, that's that's kind of the message of this entire broadcast is positioning and negotiating and holding to prices right now is really key. And I think an agent with experience is likely to be in a good position to give you good advice on on those two uh, those two fronts. Right. We're talking to John Carlson, johnnysmartpoint.com. And before I let you go, I think we should drill down a little bit on this whole idea of commission, uh, because uh, maybe a lot of people don't understand. You're a 2% uh, realtor. You charge a 2% commission as opposed to other realtors. Traditionally, you know, typically they charged a different structure and it's it, it can mean a lot more money in your pocket, right? Yeah, let me address that. First of all, commissions are, there's no standard commissions. They're all negotiable to some degree, I would say. And, you know, there are different business models out there. So when I say I save people money, I'm comparing, you know, what I charge to the vast majority of listings out there that might be 7% of the first hundred thousand dollars, two and a half or 3% of the balance in terms of commission. So there's that. But also, um, you know, there's two parts of a commission. When you list a property on MLS, you you agree to pay the listing brokerage a commission. And, and that is half of that roughly is offered out to the buyer's side. So I sometimes have people say, John, you know, you're 2%. You, you retain 1%. You offer a 1% buyer's commission to the buyer's agents. And uh, what if, you know, we wanted to, you know, make our listing more competitive by offering a more typical buyer's agent commission? And that's always an option as well. So I don't want to turn off listeners here who say, Oh, well, I've heard that if you don't offer a certain commission to buyer's agents, you won't sell. Well, I can tell you that I have sold many, many, many properties of that commission structure. But you also want to look at what the environment is and what the competition's like. And so we can have those sorts of discussions. But either way, compared to the seven and two and a half, you know, my my commission on my side is always the 1%. And I do a good job for people. And I think that so people will always save money compared to most of my competitors. And uh like like John said, it might be enough for a holiday. Sometimes it's ten, twenty thousand dollars or more compared to what other agents have quoted, and and that I I do take pride in that that I'm able to negotiate not only good terms for a seller, uh, in terms of pricing and dates and conditions on a contract, 
but I can also provide them with a, you know, a little bit extra money in their pocket or sometimes a lot extra money compared to what some of the other agents quoted them. So again, there's the whole idea of smart point. Yeah. Johnny smart point. If you want to sell your property, go with the best John Carlson, Johnny uh, is the website. You can send him an email, john at johnnysmartpoint.com. And uh, you can also give him a call, 604-612-0080. So congratulations to John in Coquitlam, who just sold his house. And thank you, John. It was uh, always a pleasure. We'll talk to you again in a couple of weeks. Thanks, Martin. I'm looking forward to that. Right on. I'm Martin Strong. And uh, coming up, Halloween is on Monday. So this weekend is when a lot of the parties are happening and a lot of fireworks. I've got the scoop on what you can and can't do with fireworks, plus a, a little history of Halloween fireworks in Vancouver. That's when Vancouver Consumer continues right after this. This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Welcome back. I'm Martin Strong. Lots of Halloween parties are going on tonight. The actual Halloween night is Monday, so tonight's the night for parties. And that means we'll probably be hearing a lot of Roman candles and various other explosions going on in the distance. I'm talking fireworks. Though technically in Vancouver, consumer fireworks are not legal. They were banned two years ago. You still hear the explosions, though. Last year was the first Halloween with the ban in place. And Vancouver reported a massive decline in property damage. The numbers of reported house fires and damage to trees and fences was down quite a bit from years previous. The only time they can legally be set off in Vancouver fireworks is at a city-sanctioned event with a certified fireworks technician lighting the fuse. But fireworks and mischief in Vancouver go back a long way when it comes to Halloween. In the early 1900s, for example, kids would go out on Halloween night and make trouble, and not always with fireworks, but sometimes. A newspaper report in 1902 talked about boys in Mount Pleasant who would do things like break fences, throw onions at police, and soap up the streetcar tracks. That sounds like fun. What that entailed was these kids would get wet soap and make the tracks all soapy and slick. Their favorite spot back then was Main Street between 4th and 6th Avenue. Back then, in 1902, Main Street was actually called Westminster Street, but I digress. Uh, once the tracks were made all soapy and slick, it would take a streetcar sometimes an hour to make it up the two blocks of the steepest part of that hill because between uh, 4th and 6th is very hilly. Luckily, there was no word back then in the newspaper of anybody being hurt. But back to fireworks. They have been a big part of Halloween since uh, that time as well, and especially so here on the West Coast. Some say it's because fireworks were such a big part of Chinese celebrations in Chinatown, and it didn't take long before they crossed over into Halloween celebrations, especially firecrackers. They were eventually banned in 1964. I remember as a kid, even though they were illegal when I was a kid, one of your friends would inevitably get their hands on a pack of firecrackers. They looked like little sticks of TNT. Sometimes they were tiny. I remember we would call those ones lady fingers. Sometimes they were very big, 
and very dangerous. And we'd all go out on Halloween night and take turns risking our extremities. Uh, Good times. So be safe out there and have a happy Halloween. I'm Martin Strong, and this is Vancouver Consumer on CKNW. When we come back, it's the consumer news headlines from the past week, including the story of why Ted Lasso is about to get a little more expensive. That's when Vancouver Consumer continues on CKNW right after this. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.